Hello, welcome to the Careers for Kids podcast, where kids learn careers. This is Maxwell Valencia. And this is Henry Morrison. And today, we have Benjamin Nandy, a newscaster at Westchester. Hello, Mr. Nandy. I'm interested in what a newscaster is about it. I hope to have an amazing interview with you. Hey, gang. How you doing? I am really nervous, but hopefully you'll walk me through it. I've never done an interview for a podcast before. I've never seen the guy who got interviewed, so. Well, um, we're gonna try to make this, we're gonna try to make this as easy as possible. (laughs) We have an easy question. Tell us what you currently do right now. Like, like how do you do the job and like- Oh, you had to come out of the gates with the hard hitting question. Okay, Uh, I'm a reporter, I'm a journalist. I'm with News 12 Westchester and News 12 Hudson Valley. It's uh, a news service provided by Optimum. If you have Optimum, then you have News 12. But, oh yeah, but I have Optimum. But really, if you Me have too. internet nowadays, you have News 12. <laughs> yep, so um, tell us more about your career and how did you get to this position? And yeah, it's so interesting. How did you? Well, I think I've lived in about seven or eight places. Oh. So it was kind of a long journey. I started in Cheyenne, Wyoming. What's that? It's it's cowboy country, but it's really, it's actually, it was the best move I ever made going there for my first like real paying job. I mean, I got interested in it by being an intern at uh, a station Action News in Philly, Philadelphia. And, but uh, Wyoming was my first like real job where I was anchoring and reporting and doing the whole thing. And it was, yeah, that was a really smart move. Um, and then from there, I went to, gosh, Atlantic City, Ohio, Alabama, West Virginia, Kentucky. Now I'm here. Whoa, that's like a really like good like how you just got to this is like insane. Like a lot of places. Which one? Actually, I have a question before the next one. Which one okay. was your favorite place? I know it's totally off topic, but what was your favorite yeah. place to live? Oh it, well, I mean this currently. This is the best place I've ever worked at. When I'm out in the community, I mean, because people watch News 12 nonstop all the time over dinner while they're ironing their clothes in the morning. It, it's it's a it's a really big deal, and it's kind of it's kind of humbling, really. And so, <laughs> the, definitely News 12. But before that, uh, Alabama. Um, I worked at uh, the Fox Affiliate in Huntsville, Alabama, and I was the uh, weekend anchor, and I kind of ran the show and kind of ran like a team. There was like five or six of us, and it was, um, that was really cool. I would say that was my favorite after, after News 12. I'd be like really, I'm like interested in like, I'm like a newscaster, like anchors and stuff, but what part of your job do you enjoy the most and dislike the most of being like in the news? Oh, that I like the most? Yeah, and dislike. I guess I like that being a local news reporter, I really like it because once you do a story with somebody, you're connected with that person and that person can be a source for stories down the road. You can have coffee with that person and make some kind of friendship. Professional, obviously, but in order to get other stories and learn more about like, what the story was that you did with them in the first place. That's a big deal to me. If you're a national news reporter, which I don't really want to be 
on like the nightly news or anything. Those are more, they call that parachuting, where you just go into a community, you don't know anybody, and you try and you do the story and then you fly somewhere else and you don't ever see those people again. And so it's oh. a big difference between local news and national news. And that's really what I like the most about local news. Most and, what, and what do you dislike the most about your job? Oh, dislike? I guess during the course of my day, I dislike having to find um, bathrooms or places to wash my hands while <laughs> I'm seriously, while I'm trying to hit a deadline at three o'clock or five o'clock. Very random, but very true. It yes. is. Disruptions like that, it can be uh, kind of tough. And I gotta say, yeah, I guess I should have practiced, like thought more about this one, but that was, that's, it really can throw a wrench in your day when you have deadlines and you work on deadlines every day. So that not just going to the bathroom, I mean, but like washing your hands or doing like doing a personal task. I find myself in a vacuum between like when I wake up in the morning and when I hit my deadline at six. And it's hard for me to do a lot of other things. Obviously, you know, if my mom calls, I want to talk to her or I need to wash up because I was out in the mud doing a live shot. I need to do that, but it's um it throws me off a little bit. So I guess that's my answer. I don't know. Was that good? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know. It, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah. I guess it does, but like it matters. People are watching or learning or <laughs> listening to this, right? I hope so. Yeah. You're I funny mean, person. We're not we're not <laughs> We're not super, well, we're not like, I don't want to go off topic, but let's just say only a handful of people are listening to this so far. We hope to keep growing, but yes, yeah. And if you're we listening, hope to succeed in this. I think but, you, you guys definitely got it. You have the magic sauce, the two of you. So I think <laughs> if it's not this project, it'll be something else. And then eventually, at one point, a lot of people are going to watch this. That's my prediction. <laughs> or listen to this. I'm sorry. Whoever listening to this, we thank you so much. You're supporting us so much. No problem. Pleasure. Yep. So was this the dream job you imagined yourself doing when you were a little kid? Or just when you were a kid in general, whatever. But like, was this the dream job you imagined yourself doing? When I was real little, I guess, like I had dream, like my dream job was being uh a football player or a tennis player or um i don't know something <laughs> like that or a flight attendant i always thought that was so cool oh, um, when i became a teenager and i started thinking about my career it was definitely news reporter and <laughs> so i that's kind of when i knew uh when i was in high school when i started gearing my studies toward journalism so you were one of the people that actually decided to go ahead and like pursue that. Like I know a lot of people will just have like this like dream or imagine themselves doing a, like a job they love or just want to do when they're older and then they're doing a, a like a more boring job that like you just I don't know that you don't dislike because it makes more money. But this like you actually pursued you actually pursued it. Which, yes. is really, which is really awesome, in my opinion, how you actually went ahead 
took the thing from when you were a teenager and actually went out and did it. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you for saying that. It was, um, it was, it's not very glamorous, but I'm glad I, I'm, I'm glad I made that decision. I really could not imagine myself really doing anything else because it's, I, I don't think I'd be that great at anything else. I would be okay, but this is what I'm most passionate about, telling people stories and harassing public officials. <laughs> Congratulations for making that decision. Thank you. Woo! Are we clapping? Yeah. I saw clapping, I didn't hear it though. Yeah, yeah we, we congratulate you. Awesome, thank you. Congratulations to you and this podcast. Thanks. And who were like your main idols when you were young? Like, who did you like, inspire you to like, doesn't have to be a newscaster, but like who like, made you like, want to like, pursue different things? Well, there were a few newscasters that inspired me, a couple of local newscasters and Peter Jennings. I don't know if you know who that is. Oh yeah, I do. Oh, you do? Okay. He was, awesome he started out being i think he started out being an anchor and then but then he went out into the field and he was reporting all over the world well that like gave him that really seasoned him to be a news anchor later on that people really trusted and i did i mean i would go play in traffic if peter jennings said i should have because he was the man and so professionally i think i'd definitely was inspired by and admired him. Other people, well, gosh, Randall Cunningham. I really, he was the quarterback of the Eagles in the late 80s and early 90s, and I loved him. Look it up on YouTube. He punted a ball 91 yards one time. How? He's just an amazing athlete, and he almost won the Super Bowl, or almost got there, mm, had like two or three good runs where he almost like went to the Super Bowl and won it. Um, but he was in Philly and I was a, a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So um, that's one that comes to mind that I really looked up to and I thought was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like I know a little bit of him, but like, because well, of course you're an anchor and you're definitely gonna like know more about this stuff. He just sounds like an awesome guy. And I can get why you looked up to him. But, like, moving on, why did you pick this job? Like, what made you do this? Of course, like, the teenager thing. You couldn't imagine yourself doing any other thing. But what was, like, what motivated you to make that decision? To be honest, when I first, first, first got into it, I was excited more superficially. I just thought that it would be fun to be the guy on the screen saying the things. And that was kind of my intention getting into it. And then after six months, not even, after a few months of my first, well, my first internship taught me a lot, but really after my my first few months of my first job, after that, I learned that it wasn't very glamorous and that, we were really working for people. This is like what we do is constitutionally enshrined. It's it's a it's a big deal. And they don't have this kind of thing in many other countries where you can get accurate, reliable information from other humans. And so 
after a while, I started to look more deeply into it and actually, and really started to remember, have flashbacks of my ethics courses in college. And then that's what made me stay with it. So I got into it because I wanted to be famous. I stayed in it because I love people. It's kind of, that's, well, once again, it's cool that you pursued that, but like the, some of the more reasoning behind it, behind it, like you just wanted to connect with the people is like a, that's like a, that's once again, an awesome thing. Yes. Yeah. So I think Maxwell has another question for you. Hit me. What was the biggest highlight of your entire career? Um, I, well, I'm looking at a few awards that I won here on the wall. One is an award from the Associated Press, which is, if the Associated Press says you did anything good, then you should believe them and you should feel good about it. And I got an AP award for our area locally for, I'm reading it, it is uh, Best News Series. And that was when I was covering these asylum seekers from Guatemala. This is amazing. I hope we have time for it. Very um, I was, um, in, there's a city, Kingston, which is, it's about 90 miles north of New York City. It's pretty small. And starting in, say, 2017, 2018, families started arriving in Kingston from this one village in, um, in Guatemala. And they were all like neighbors from the same village and they were indigenous people. They were Mayan and they were coming at like at a rate of about one or two families a week. So right now we have a few hundred families in Kingston who are all from this same village in Guatemala, which blows me away um, that they have that in Kingston. And so I really reported about um their, their culture and, and what they're like, but I also reported on their challenges. They're seeking asylum. Many of them are walking around with um, uh, leg bands that they have to wear so the government knows where, where they are because though they're legally present, they are in a way cust- in custody of the federal government while they seek asylum. And they're seeking asylum um, because of persecution in their home country because they're indigenous. So I... If we didn't do those stories, nobody would have known really what, who they were or know why the school population suddenly started to shoot up with more students. So I think we brought a lot to light there and um, we definitely dignified these families that were coming in and um, were not being paid a whole lot of attention to before, but they are now. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty proud of that and a lot of the other uh, immigration and housing stories that I've done. Immigration and housing, that's, uh, that's kind of my wheelhouse. Okay. So, um, don't mind my little sister if she's like, screaming in the background. But, <laughs> um, anyways, what are... What are the biggest challenges that you think can be solved by my generation that you would want us to solve for you? Like, I don't know. We, like, of course, climate change. But, like, what else? Um, okay, I got a couple. Well, one is misinformation. Oh, yeah. yeah that's probably a really big thing, being a newscaster. Yes. 
this information. Uh-huh. <laughs> Especially what? It's 2023. So the last 10 years, um, I think the uh, adults or people who are professionals could have done better, or just adults generally could have done better uh, handling that, spotting that, preparing for it. And then for another thing, we know that there, we might now know what causes misinformation, like people maybe from other countries or other groups. And so we know that it happens and we know what they did during previous elections or previous campaigns, but we were the people like Americans that would click on it and believe it and share it. And so that's a big deal. And so hopefully the next generation can move beyond that and just maybe be a little more deliberate and a little more thoughtful. I think that's a, that will go a long way toward uh, yeah, I mean, this misinformation mess that we're in right now. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that thinking like since like, let's just say 2013 or so, like 10 years ago. Like, yes. I just feel like, well, I don't really, it's not all, just some. I feel like more new, more and more newscasters or anchors or just the news has gotten, just, I don't know. Just the media has had more misinformation. Like, yes, like I saw one like, like in the last decade. And um, definitely um, also that like newscasters, I'm not saying you do this. Don't get offended by this. No, of course not. But oh like, my gosh, I'm gonna be so like some of them, <laughs> it's not you, not you, but some of them. You talking about me? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but some of them have done more with the media. And then the media at the same time is just a lot of the media in the past 10 years has been just going with what like the big companies say. So like, it's only like probably a smaller percentage of it, but I can definitely get that. That's like the only take I can have on it because I don't know much about it, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So yeah. There's many like misinformation. Um, my other thing was batteries. If you can solve that, that would be great. Oh, batteries, yeah. Or really batteries. anything that like powers another thing and makes things go. That's a big challenge that I run into all the time with having to recharge batteries or call my manager to get new batteries. Or oh. batteries, batteries, batteries. So if you can solve that, that would be awesome. That was that's so annoying. Let's say someone listening to this podcast wants to be a newscaster, like following your footsteps. What would you tell him or her? I would tell them not to be afraid to go to a place like Wyoming and just not to have reservations about where you go or what media outlet you work for starting out because everything is is what you make of it. That's how I've always looked at all my jobs. Um, that's why all my jobs have been pretty positive experiences. So I guess that would be my advice. Things are what you, or a job, this job especially is, it's what you make of it. You can shape your own path in this business and um, you can have influence. I like that. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't like that one, but I, I guess it, it was okay. <laughs> but but either way, if your speech was good or not, or it wasn't really speech, but whatever you were saying, if it was good or not, 
it doesn't matter as long as putting out a good message and i think that was so yeah congrats on that too i know you were nervous so thank you what is your main what is your main life advice for kids listening to this podcast main, uh, life advice mm-hmm. or just advice in general just yeah. advice in general to try and bring us back to kindness and to like whenever you get worked up or you're about to do something out of character to just stop and breathe that's why I tell all my friends and my family my wife my co-workers um myself if I get a little antsy to stop and breathe I mean it's like deep in the nose out the mouth whistling it out stop and think oh that's my best advice i mean that's good yeah i feel like if people followed that advice i feel like there'd just be a lot less just a lot less i I mean i don't know the first thing that came to mind for me was crime there'd be a lot less crime people just thought yeah there's so much crime yeah Yeah. people are getting hurt yeah, well, we'll cover things where somebody's saying in court, like, I, that I, I wish I would have stopped and thought, or I wish I would have just reconsidered when they're being uh, tried or sentenced for killing somebody. Yep. Or just You'll, even that, not just, like, not just killing somebody, like, a bunch of crimes. Rappery. Like, a lot of, a lot of crimes, like, I don't know, let's just say killing someone. Like, I know that there's not everything exposed in, like, those court cases. Like, there's still stuff that went behind it. But, like, you, like, I forget what I was going to say now. Dang it. But, like, um, it's pretty much just, like, if they just would have thought, like, more in the moment, like, they wouldn't have done it. Like, I don't know. Oh, now I remember. Like, I feel like a lot of, like, a lot of just... Let's just say murders, for example. Yeah. Under pressure. Like, because the person's under pressure and, like, a decision or something. Like, a lot of them, like, even if it's not, like, an immediate decision, a lot of them just feel, under, I feel like it's because of pressure. So, if people just, instead of doing it, I mean, like, that that sounds so bad. But, like, just stop and think in a moment before you do it. Yes, that that's good. That sounds too. really creepy coming from me. Yeah, very, very creepy. No, that's wise. Um, You're like a wise I old man. Wrap things up no, that's thank true. you so much, Mr. Lee, for allowing us to interview you. I know you are a bit nervous, but I'm sure more kids will be inspired uh, to take a path of newscasting <laughs> because of this interview. Yes, a wise wise twelve year old. Okay, but yeah, so thanks for coming on the show and you know, good luck with your career and well we hope it's still hope it's still uh, is interesting to you a lot yes. on the road so yeah so thank you bye thank you